Welcome to the Inspiro Space Holders Show with me, Joe Prakash, a cauldron of creativity where we can play and flow in the adventure of facilitating heartfelt, embodied relational space. Magic and enchantment await. Okay, here we go. Starting a podcast. <sighs> yeah. It's been a long time coming. It's been a desire of mine for a long time to get some of the jumbled up, beautiful, crazy, wild ideas in my head out into form in a format that people like yourself will be able to listen to and I've been loving this feeling of being able to just give more freely from my heart and to be of service in a way that's completely free and to do my best to offer value to people, to more people and for free or for less money, recognizing that abundance comes in many forms and yeah, all I'm asking of you, I guess, is that you give a little bit of time to me and I hope to be able to give back for your time. So episode one of the Inspire podcast, what does holding deeply transformational, trauma-aware, sacred space mean to me? So let's break that down a bit. Deeply transformational is the first part of that. And deep to me talks of something that's below the surface. So when I think about the word deeply, it really means the the things that are potentially hidden away in the subconscious mind or in the cells of our body in the memories of our our embodied experience of how it's been for us as a human being in our lives. So it speaks of like getting to those places, the places that require quite a bit of sinking down into. So it doesn't just kind of happen. And often maybe we don't feel that we touch these deeper places in ourselves during everyday conversation or the everyday hustle and bustle of our busy lives. And so holding a space that has depth to me speaks of authenticity and being present to what might be dwelling under the surface of of the lake of our being. And deeply transformational is where we can we can take all that stuff that's that's there and go through some sort of process or metamorphosis to transform and transmute certain states or energy in our own being and transform it into something else. So potentially take something that is not serving us and transform it into something that serves us. And this is the kind of transformation that sticks. So in these spaces, 
I'm always looking to create transformation within myself and within the people that come to the space that sticks. So they leave the space and there's some sort of process of integration or grounding that allows them to actually take the energy from that space and create noticeable, um, powerful change in their lives. Trauma aware is about actually recognizing that the past will be influencing the way we show up in the present. So actually recognizing that any trauma, big or small, that might have happened to us in our lives is actually going to dictate the way we relate and the way we meet the space and the other people within the space, um, whether that's one-to-one or in a group. And so having awareness of this allows us to refine the way that we interact and the way that we facilitate. So as a space holder, if you consider yourself to be a space holder, you can become aware that you might be working with trauma. You might be rolling with people that have suffered some really deep shit, some really difficult stuff. And just actually having awareness of that can often change the way, for me, it changes the way I show up. It stops me from like, I can sometimes find myself moving into that more forceful or, oh, let's just, do the thing now, let's make the change right now, let's smash through the barrier right now. And actually, when I become aware of trauma and the length of time that it actually takes to rewrite a trauma story, like from an embodied place, the level of empathy and compassion that you can bring into that whole process and the level of... um slowness that is required to rewrite these stories is yeah it's really necessary it's essential to to meet if you want to meet any level of trauma or pain within somebody we have to meet it with a sense of tenderness and a sense of allowing lots of time and space to to work with this trauma. And I always think about how we can create spaces that feel invitational instead of demanding. And that just means it's the, sometimes the way that you speak in that space. It's as simple as actually using the phrase, I'm inviting you to, like, for example, I'm inviting you to take a deep breath. Some people with trauma might actually struggle to take a deep breath because it might actually bring awareness to something that's stored in, in their body. Or some people might struggle to actually close their eyes. If you want to drop people into a meditation, you ask, ask people to close their eyes, there might actually be a challenge to close the eyes because it can sometimes create this sense of unsafety and fear. 
because sometimes people with trauma actually orientate themselves in a room by looking around and that's a way of creating safety for them so having awareness of that can sometimes lead to more of an invitational statement like yeah i'm inviting you to close your eyes if you feel that you want to keep your eyes gently open and relaxed towards the ground or just look at something in the room and try to make your gaze slightly more gentle you don't actually have to close your eyes yeah yeah so invites instead of instead of demands and sacred space and sacred space has been this whole journey for me to understand the the mystery and the magic of sacred space it's changed everything for me it's changed complete it's completely altered the way that i hold space is this idea that the space is i like it's sacred and we almost have to bring a sense of reverence to that a sense of actually bowing the head it's like entering a temple temples often have low doors at the at the at the gates of the temple it's often low so that people have to bow their head before being able to enter the temple and this sense of bowing the head to me talks of lowering the head beneath the heart so that the heart is actually leading the way and when the heart is leading the way it invites a sense of love and a deep feeling tuning into the deep feeling in the body instead of the logical rational mind so it's really for me bowing before coming into space is me saying to myself i'm going to let go of the overthinking overanalyzing of my mind and allow my heart to lead every step as much as i possibly can <laughs> being the valuable human that i am yeah and to be in that space of reverence is to invite the divine energy to actually come through and guide us as facilitators as space holders so that we're actually becoming nourished as well as people that come to our space so that we're actually getting the inspiration not from like our own internal resources but actually allowing ourselves to become an open channel and a vessel for divine wisdom to flow through so yeah to to enter the temple requires that surrender of the mind into the heart so if you find yourself holding space in a way that you can feel how you're subtly trying to control the space or the energy of the space trying to guide it into a place where you think it needs to go or where you want it to go then perhaps the invitation could be to see about treating each space as if it's a great mystery 
waiting to unfold in front of us. And actually letting go of the need to have everything figured out. Sometimes even letting go of the need to plan. (laughs) I always find myself writing a few notes. But since starting my my space holding journey, and I'd love to do another podcast soon about my space holding journey and the story behind how I, I got into this path of holding space. Like ever since right at the start, which is nearly, well, over 10 years ago now, I, I I remember trying to plan things out and trying to have this solid routine and structure and plan for spaces that I wanted to hold or workshops or classes that I was running. And every time it just created this tension inside of me and this unease. And so over time, I just found myself more and more trusting the space, trusting the flow, trusting the journey, the process, the winding road <laughs> that that led me home and continues to lead me home every time that I trust the sacred space and I trust the power of simply opening the sacred space and closing the sacred space and having this containment of the sacred and then allowing sort of what happens in the in-between time when the space is there and open and alive and bubbling with potential and fear and emotion and grace and joy and tenderness is to allow that to organically unfold. And so sacred space for me is about the word sacred actually translate um, is defined as embracing the whole. So embracing the shadow and the light. And this is always really important for me. Um, One of my main core values in life is authenticity. And authenticity to me is simply accepting where we are at in the moment. So if we feel like crap, we feel like crap. If we feel absolutely buzzing, we feel absolutely buzzing. And we can accept that. And what I found when we genuinely accept how we feel, the the good feelings last longer because we enjoy them and we cherish them. And the difficult feelings seem to pass by with more ease and grace and we learn our lessons and we and we allow space. So it's really allowing that spaciousness. And that takes me to the next point, which is like allowing the silence and the spaciousness to be there. Yeah, I really would encourage you when, when you're holding space to not try and fill every gap. I've even noticed myself doing it here in the podcast. And <laughs> yeah, not not allowing myself space even to breathe. Trying to fill every little gap. And in that, we rush ourselves with this frantic energy 
and there's no deep listening because deep listening is where we hear what is truly happening and we can attune to the actual needs of the group, of the people in the group, of the bodies and the nervous systems and the brains of the group and the hearts and what actually might need to happen in order to harmonize that space instead of what we think needs to happen. Yeah, so it's creating fertile ground for transformation to unfold organically. And creating that ground is a bit like, well, for me, it's creating safety. So it's creating safety in the body. And when we create safety in the body and in the nervous systems, then people naturally just have an expanded capacity to meet the challenge. So whatever it is that you're doing with them in the space, like whether it's like a yoga class or meditation or deep group process and therapeutic work, if we can create this, this grounded, embodied sense of feeling rooted, then the capacity will expand and people will actually be able to meet that challenge and move through it instead of kind of being, maybe even meeting the challenge, pushing through it or shying away from it and potentially creating more problems inside themselves. As a, as a byproduct of that. So it's deep presence. It's deep presence. Sacred space is about bringing such deep presence to every moment. The more presence we can bring, the more that space is going to unfold organically. I've sometimes found how if I've not been present and I'm like running a sharing circle, for example, the sharing just kind of dries up. But if, if I become really present as a space holder, I just know the right questions to ask to keep the space alive, keep the space enchanting. I love this word, like enchanting. And, and there was a psychotherapist who was, I think, I think he was over 90 years old and he was still practicing psychotherapy, been doing it 40 years. Um, and he talks about this enchantment and following the enchantment of the space. The, encha the enchantment of seeing the magic in every moment that's unfolding and sometimes it's about noticing when space feels not very enchanting or there's not much magic flowing to then bring more presence and guide it back into that into that space of magic i love to also feel into how we can empower the beings in our spaces to feel their own strength to empower them from the inside out. So they're not latching onto us as a space holder to be the sole source of all their inspiration or creativity or empowerment. Because that actually ends up being a, a dependence relationship where they'll then depend on us. So if you're running sessions like weekly or you're doing one-to-ones on a weekly basis, then the people that come to you might latch onto you as, as this like sole source of, of their empowerment. And, and that's not healthy for anybody involved. 
So that just plays into our, our own inner rescuer and it also keeps them in victim, stops them from becoming the creator of their own life. And we'll talk more about the rescuer victim as well on another another episode. So yeah, the last few things really for me that I've I've jotted down here and I'm trying to let go of of my notes and the planning and things and dropping into the sacred space as we're talking about. But I wrote a few things down that I want to just reel off. Are people in sacred space that is that is grounded and rooted, they feel safe enough to let go. So actually let go, actually have, you can notice this in the breath. (sighs) Like if people take a big breath and an exhale, and you can see that people are actually exhaling enough to let the shoulders relax, that's the sense of letting go. And it's when people are having like shallow breaths and you can see that tension in the body when you might be, that might be a space where they feel they have to hold on to their identity or their sense of control. When you can create a real nice safe space, and we might go more into the logistics of actually holding safe space on another episode. But when you can hold that, you'll feel it and you'll feel people being able to let go. And this comes in nicely with the next point, which is about being in devotion to a power greater than our limited ego and trusting in that, trusting in that power. So you might call that power God, you might call it the universe, you might see it as nature working through you or being in tune with the cycles and symbiosis of nature that's all around us and that, allowing that through. Yeah, and being in devotion to that. And the final thing that really is important to me is this acronym HER. So being in devotion to HER, which is heartfelt, embodied, relational space. So HER space. Heartfelt. Heartfelt is, as we spoke about, letting go of the mind, moving into that heart space, which is a deep space of resonance. And that is really can't be talked about. It can't be like understood with the logical mind. It can only really be felt. And it's about slowing down enough to let your unique heart shine through. And it's about letting go of the need to be perfect so that it can feel real and alive and authentic and heartfelt. Embodied. So bringing that consciousness and that awareness from instead of this space of sort of dissociation or being outside of your body it's just landing all that in the body and really feeling what's happening in the in the body even if it feels uncomfortable it's not allowing ourselves to push past that it's just like accepting it for how it genuinely feels and the genuine sensations in the body so not making them worse than they actually feel but also not making them not making them better so not trying to bypass the genuine feeling in the body and relational and this is the final yeah the final point for me and potentially the most important thing is to be relational 
in the space. So especially as a space holder, it's like, can we lead the way with our own vulnerability? Can we open up, share from our hearts and in turn inspire others to do the same? And this relation, relational contact with other beings in the space where we're really meeting them, like looking into their eyes, meeting, not gazing through them like a, or like gazing into their soul really intensely, but like just meeting their eyes, feeling into what's there in the space between, between you and the other being and what might, needs to, what might need to be spoken about in order to clear the space or create more clarity between you. And this beautiful recognition that we're all human beings. We're all human beings in this journey. We've all suffered. We've, we've all caused pain. <laughs> and this space can be an invitation to let go of some of that and return to our shared humanity. And as Ramda says, a space where we can truly learn to walk each other home at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, we can, we can walk each other home. We can find our way back into, into our hearts. So thank you so much. If you got this far in the podcast and, I'm really looking forward to this journey. Peace. Thanks so much for tuning in. And if you would like to find out any more about my offerings, one-to-one online courses, or my 12-week Inspiro practitioner training on the art of holding deeply transformational, trauma-aware sacred space, then please do get in touch. You can find me on my website, www joeprakashsing.co.uk which I'll put in the show notes and it will be a real wonder and a magical thing to share space with you so yeah go well and wish you all the best on your journey <laughs>